What up, everybody? Want to welcome y'all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. I'm your host, Emmanuel Williams, back in the building, back in the kitchen. We whipping it up. I got my boy Emmanuel Solomon with me. Say what's up to the people, bro. How's everybody doing today? Sir. So, okay. yeah, man, just a, just a few things before we get started. I want to thank everybody who has went on iTunes and rated and subscribed and all that good stuff and giving the comments. So, um, still trying to hit that number of 75. We're not quite there yet. We might be like 25% of the way there. So, uh, if you haven't done so already, please go on iTunes and rate five stars and leave a little comment for your boy. I appreciate it. Um, and everybody who's been listening since day one, since day 20, since episode 30, I appreciate y'all every, every one of y'all. So, uh, yeah, man. So how you been, bro? What you what you been up to today, bro? Man, it's it's been a, it's been one of those days. I don't know if you know Portland, and of course I know you do. But, but <laughs> yeah, tell been, me something about this this city been, that you speak of. It's been uh, one of those days that you just want to sleep because it's just raining so much. Oh my and, god! And um, ever but, since the fallback, bro, like when the clock yeah, rolled back, it got cold, got wet, and it got wet. Yeah, but I guess you know. Seasons change, so I can't, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, it's one of the, one of those days. Um, but you know, what about you, man? How how's your day going? Oh man, it's it's been a good day. It's been pretty busy. Um, what's today? What, what is today? It's Wednesday. Yeah, it's the hump I'm, day. It's the hump day, man. It feels like Thursday, honestly. But uh, it's Wednesday, man. It's been a good good week so far for me at work, man. It's, the sales have been coming in. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So, it's a good start. That's always good. Elijah's off school for the next two days. They got parent teacher conferences. So, also, oh, what, what you doing? Uh, well, I'm still going to work. Oh. <laughs> He's trying to kick it. He was like, "Daddy, so when we get home, can we uh, play 2K?" I was like, "Yeah." And then he's like, all right, cool. And then I could, so I could stay up to 9.30 tonight. I was like, yeah. oh, wait, like, no, I'm recording. <laughs> I was like, first of all, you got school. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> so he's just going to stay here with uh, the in-laws or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And they got, uh, so we got the, we got our parent-teacher conference on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny, I'm going to talk to his teacher, man, because like next week they have a, like sexuality Uh-oh, okay discussion <laughs> okay okay right and so and this and they haven't like given us any curriculum so it's just like it's a general kind of like school assembly they're going to go in the library and they're going to talk to them about sexuality and gender or something like that oh uh, it didn't say gender but it said something about Surprise. sexuality so basically <laughs> what i'm gathering from it is they're going to talk about like gender type stuff because the meeting is K through five, so they're going to talk about this topic from kindergartners. I was like, first, why do kindergartners need to know about sexuality? Period. Mm. So what I'm thinking is, and I don't know, this is all speculation. I'm going to go talk to the teacher on Friday, but I'm thinking is they're going to talk about transgender or you know, whatever, like something that isn't too sexual because it's kindergartners. So there must be some kids mm-hmm. that are having those identity whatever just that change of mind or whatever whatever happens and so um or just revealing who they are or something like that i'm thinking that's what it's gonna be but Hmm. i'm i'm on the fence i'm pretty much leaning towards like not taking him to school until that's over (laughs) because it's it's like first thing in the morning it's like the first hour of the day Mm -hmm. um and i'm just like 
I don't I just don't want the school to be able to have a, a sexuality talk without me knowing what they're going to say. I get that. Like I feel like I that's that's us. The parents is responsible for that, not necessarily the school. I get that. Um what you think, bro? I mean, your son, he ain't there yet, but man, I don't even want to think about that right now. <laughs> bro, it's coming. It's coming, bro. Like they wouldn't Remember uh, sex yeah. ed for us was middle school. Yeah, that was 6th grade. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in 3rd grade. So he, he got it about four years early. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's gonna be it's gonna be a hard topic. Yeah. But um, tell me, man, is there is there anything that that you've been thinking about lately? Just in in as far as any new stories or anything that's been going on with you? Um, not much, man. I just got a well, I got a few episodes lined up. For the podcast, it's gonna be dope, man. Okay. Um, I just met with a woman last night by the name of Linda Green. Uh, she works with um, domestic abuse survivors. Okay. Okay. Uh, she helps run a shelter. You gonna do an episode on that? It's yes. Okay. It's gonna be amazing, man. Like the information that she gave me, like, and I don't want to give away too much of it because, like, when she comes, she's gonna do a way better job than what I would do right now, mm-hmm. trying to regurgitate what she just told me last night. But like. There's so many layers to domestic violence, bro, like that we don't recognize. And a lot of it is just like passed down behavior mm-hmm. of you. All right. This is what this is what you do as a man. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Especially if in the situation where like if you didn't have your father growing up, you got the OGs and the homies telling you this is how you you know what I mean? So you handle your woman. This is how you blah, blah, blah. Not even talking about physical, but like all, a whole bunch of other stuff. But um, yeah, man. So. So that's that's on the horizon. Um, uh, next week, got my boy Shingy coming on. We're gonna talk about the disconnect between Shingy, Shingy, not oh. Chingy, not the right third. <laughs> <It's> like, right. <laughs> yeah. Make it, oh, no, like, nah, he has made it to the top. Cause <laughs> nah, gonna... I don't have any D-list celebrities. <laughs> with all due respect, Chingy, my brother, but uh, you know I don't have him coming through. But no, nah, Shingy, he's uh, he was he did episode six and seven African okay. spirituality. Okay. Um. So he's gonna come through, and we're gonna talk about the disconnect between Africans and African Americans. Oh yeah, that's gonna be that episode. Yeah, that man. So yeah. yeah. So that's that's next week, and that's something that like we all kind of know, like there is a disconnect. We talk about it amongst each other, you know, African Americans between Afri- Africans and Africans, but not necessarily a conversation together because there's a lot of mistrust and just mm-hmm. um misunderstanding between the two groups. You know what I mean? So. Um, so yeah, but, uh, other than that, man, just been, been working, been grinding. No crazy stories, nothing. No crazy, too crazy. Not really, man. Other than <laughs> today, man. So, uh, I was coming home, uh, uh, and I was on 26 and I try to get off through downtown and then get back on 405 to get home and go over to Fremont bridge. Okay. And so as I was getting on the entrance to the Fremont bridge or to the, yeah, to the Fremont bridge, um, it was like a kind of a bigger intersection. So like the right hand turn lane right there is actually a good distance from the actual crosswalk. Okay. But this lady is just on her phone and like, so we're turning right and she's on her phone, <laughs> left okay. hand up, walking straight and the, our light turned green. She had the walk sign too, but like the car, I don't think was really paying attention oh, and man. just ran right up to her oh, and finally God. stopped. And she didn't see him until he, he stopped and oh, then wow. looked to the she's left. Oblivious. Yeah. Right, just right. straight up, and then and then just looked real quick, 
didn't really do nothing and then just walked and just stayed on her phone just like and it's that's something i see all the time bro like so, <laughs> literally her life was almost taken yeah and, and, but she just oh she was just but she just kept yeah, on going like oh my yeah. god i almost got hit. you know i don't know what she said but you know it's crazy how like uh that happens so often because I've I've seen like YouTube videos about that. Oh my gosh, I've seen that. Yeah, uh, I was I was watching that too. Um, I was watching one. It's called Fifteen um, Pedestrians. Man, it was ridiculous. I saw uh, people almost get uh, run over by cars, buses because they were just so into their cell phones. Man, they were just. I like, seen I seen clubs. ones where they actually got hit though. Like I oh, seen wow. a lot of them where they was getting hit like left and right. One person didn't get up. I don't think they were dead because oh, they man. showed it on YouTube. You know what I mean? But like, they got you know flipped over. But they were you know they just <laughs> it, flipped for real though. Like yeah. they're just walking. Some people are not even walking at crosswalks. They're just walking across the street on their mm-hmm. phone. So they're getting hit. Um, some people would just kind of get grazed and fall over or whatever. But then mm-hmm. they'll get back up, continue their conversation. Because that know? phone is the most important thing. Oh my god! And there was so back in the summertime. I was going like Buffalo Wild Wings, man. I I was in the left-hand lane. I seen the dude coming up on the right-hand side going straight. I seen the light turn red, and I seen this dude just going straight ahead. I seen him on his phone. Mm -hmm. There was a car that was turning left through the intersection. He went straight through the intersection, T-boned the car. It was like a guy in a a pickup truck, and his daughter hit hit the dude's daughter's side. Luckily, it was like one of those old Ford trucks. So it was like metal, so, oh, so it wasn't. It didn't, it didn't get affected that bad. It got affected, but it wasn't like crumpled up like a you know these mm-hmm. newer plastic cars. So they both got out. The dude was still on his phone as he got out the car. Oh he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry," but he was like still on the phone. Like, get it, the, it, right, right, what are you right, doing, right, bro? Right, like right. these phones is these smartphones is making people stupid, bro. It is, man. I, <laughs> I think I think one of the the craziest things is uh, technology, man. Is I, I, okay. First of all, I'm I'm an advocate of technology, so don't get me uh, don't get people writing me or sending me things that are talking about you know I'm anti technology. I'm not anti technology, but I see these effects of how technology has limited us in our how we interact on a regular basis. Like people are so engrossed in their cell phone, they're so engrossed um, you know checking their status and and looking at social media. They're they're not. They're just oblivious that there's a world out there that's not, you know, in your. And they're in the world, f- walking man. around and about to lose their life because they're on their phone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Even right now, I think Oregon um, is starting to uh, move into that law that you can't even have a cell phone on your, um, even in the front seat of your car. Uh, I've heard about I that. I think that's going on because I think it's just you can't have it in your hand. Uh, I think it's. I think it's even. Uh, I was talking to my wife the other day. They were talking. Uh, she was saying that they're gonna move to even if you have it in the in the front seat. You know, something, something of, of that nature to where it's that's more extreme. extreme. It's bro. crazy. But what about if you need navigation? What's going on? I mean, what they? That's that's the thing. It's it's it, it's gonna take away a piece of that. But because of the accidents, the number of accidents of um, texting while driving are just going up. Sure. So it's like people are really dying. I was looking at this story about this uh, girl. Um, her name was JC, and she. Um, all these kids. I mean, they were like ages sixteen to around eighteen, and they were in college. And um, they they all sat in this little room, and they talked about how 
they asked questions about how much they use their cell phones and most of them said man I, I live with my cell phone and they said ask the question do you text while you drive and uh, they said yeah I text while I drive and then they had this uh, lady named JC come in and she she uh, came in and sat next to him and told her story it was super powerful mm. and one her she her speech you could tell something was going on in her her, her, her face had some some scarring but she talked about how um her mother and father were both killed by a guy who was turned into an intersection on his cell phone mm-hmm. and um this 18 wheeler had to swerve out of the way hit their car killed both of their parents she you know was in the icu fighting for her life like literally for 30 days of just fight intensive care had to learn how to speak again had Mm -hmm. to learn how to talk again all these different things i mean walk physical therapy all these different things all because somebody was texting while driving and that's i mean technology man it's 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 amazing but when you don't respect it it's always one of those things where you, you you create you know a new form of something but you don't really realize it it's like you created a monster almost because some of the people that use the technology or use this new thing don't know how to um, use it correctly well yeah i mean we're with our with our society we're just super reliant on it like everything that we do is based around our phone mm-hmm. and if it's not <laughs> our phone it's gonna be at work it's gonna be on a laptop or, or desktop you know on a computer Right. Uh, or tablet. Right. Like everything is electronic. We're getting away from paper. So. And it's linked. Yeah. It's like everything is linked now. So yeah. now, now um, the companies are making it to where you, your, your email can be set up on your phone. Mm-hmm. So now <laughs> before you'd have to actually go to a computer, open up your email, but now you can go straight to your phone. And so it's just like, it's keeping you continually stimulated. Mm-hmm. Um, by technology and, and I think about that and I'm like okay wh- what's that effect you know what's that effect on our communication what's that effect on how we interact as people well I think that uh, it has its drawbacks but I kind of like it like I like being able to like when you use it right right I get that Give me just an being able to you know just group texting yeah like remember you had to, you have to call everybody <laughs> You know, like, all right, bro, I'm going to call. All right, real quick. All right, we're about to meet up here. Okay, I'm going to call. What's the name? Boom, boom, And then you got two people calling some somebody at the same time. Yeah. And they get a busy signal <laughs> and all that. So now it's just like, bro, I don't, I don't even have to talk to you. I could just send you a text or send you an email, and everybody can be notified at the same time. Make it mm-hmm. simple. You mm-hmm. know, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's, you know, there's a driving piece of it, like, I'm for all the advancements because I think it's moving society forward. I I think it's an advancement, but it's also um, hurting us. I was I was doing some research and I talked. Um, I, I was uh, looking online and this gentleman by the name of Adam Bryan, he's a columnist for the New York Times. He actually um, was was interviewed on something called Big Think, and um, he talked about how emailing. Uh, was used as a productivity tool. That's originally what it was used for, a tool, productivity tool. Mm -hmm. But he said as 
a communication tool is absolutely ineffective mm. because communication is only 7% words. It's 93% tone and body language. And when you're just text messaging or you're just emailing, you're taking away that 93% of communication and how we communicate. So you're actually you're actually not even you know using some of the skills that you had before because it's all being taken away and so some people will try to you know say well what about emojis you know you got a happy face a smiley face to try to show you the tone or, or but 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 it, it just is no replacement but I'll, I'll, see but emojis have changed the game so at first you couldn't know somebody's tone but then you put a smiley face or you put Come the on. face with the with the tongue sticking out. You got the you got the heart eyes. Like emojis have changed. They have helped out text messaging, and so like the Ken Peel skit. Okay. Where so you had to explain that one. So the Ken Ken Peel skit where uh, they were texting about yeah. doing something, and I've seen that one. Like one of them was like just having a regular response, but the other one was taking it. As if it was all the way negative, right? Right. But it, that's how it would. Right. So if if he had emojis, you couldn't read it wrong because if somebody says something, they could put like whatever type of face to express their tone. But you, so emojis just killed that article that you just talking about. Right it, now. it didn't because really, at the end of the day, we change our emotions, we change our body language, we change our facial expressions hundreds of times, even within a two minute two minute conversation with me and you if i get excited or if i if i brace or i tense up you you read that language you can you can feel it it's not so much about um you know smiley face for everything you can't how 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 do you replicate um frustrated tired sad all at the same time oh those are all emojis i mean there's the but you, there's the red do, there's the red face you're gonna do three different ones for this one text message whether you can talk to somebody on the phone and or or, or talk to them in person and actually they can get the tone from you from 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 30 seconds of you giving them a conversation i just i i i, I get what you're saying but i just feel like um when like like what adam is saying is it's a tool Text messaging is a tool, and I like to be able to use the tool, but when you use a tool and try to replace a foundation, you're in trouble. I was taught, I used this example before. I was, I, the calculator freehand example. Okay, now when you went to school, did you like math at all? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, whether or not you liked it or not, you, you probably had a teacher that told you, before you use your calculator, you're going to have to learn the basics. You're going to have to learn the foundations, and I want you to learn how to do algebra freehand. I want you to learn how to do this freehand. Then as you grew in the foundation, you were able to use a calculator, and you can do all the work, and you can check it with your calculator. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you never master the foundation and you just have a calculator? You go into the test, <laughs> you look at you look at one through forty, and you are gonna be messed up. And that's what's happening with, the, with with kids and people these days is we're replacing the foundation with the tool. And whenever you do that, you're missing out on valuable skills, valuable 
um, repetition, valuable action that you have to take on a regular basis to be good at communication. I think it's just a cycle, though. I Tell think me. that I think that um, you know this is all new, and right. it's so fun. It's all the rage, right? And so people are just going to do it, and then there will come a time where people will like somebody will become an expert in speaking, <laughs> like just something so basic, like an expert of uh, communication, just basic. This is face-to-face interaction mastermind class, you know? So, because our kids, this whole generation that will, is, I mean, the, the generation is already here. Like, the I don't know what the post-millennials are like, but these kids that are born, like, mid-2000s and that are now in middle school, high school, mm-hmm. that have fully come up all the way through grade school on Mm -hmm. computers tablets Mm -hmm. um you know they're the kids that have phones in the second and third grade and i and ipads and ipads all that type of stuff this generation is in trouble and uh, according to like the premise that you with that because with our generation you know we're in our early almost mid-30s we don't did. put that on me though. Don't put hey, that on me. Hey. <laughs> You're gonna have to accept this reality, my don't brother. Don't put that on me. You know? So we had the we had the luxury of growing up with that foundation and then adding these things to our repertoire. Exactly. But there are people that don't have the repertoire. So I, I get I get what you're saying. Exactly. And, and this, that, this newer important. generation that doesn't have that, they didn't grow up not using calculators and only texting and right. all that type of stuff. So you have a foundation. Because you knew, you, you had those, com- I mean, if you go back back to, you know, when you grew up, you grew up with a, uh, with a, um, with a cord on your phone, and, <laughs> and and you didn't know who was going to call. You did not know who was going to call you, and, and it was, it was, and I talk, I say this, I said you had to have verbal dexterity. You had to have verbal dexterity, and what I mean by that is, you didn't know who was going to call. So you had to learn how to address adults because you might have your mom's friends call on the phone. And you can't can't act a fool, right? Mm. Uh, you know, because if, um, if your mom is wait, waiting for a call and you mess around on the phone. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap, right? <laughs> or you get that, um, you know, or your friends call and you, and you have a whole different way, a different tone, a different, you know, uh, verbiage that you use w- with your friends. It, or or the job interview. You never know when somebody's gonna call you for a job interview, so you have to have that professionalism, that way you talk. So you just you got reps in, you got repetition. That was normal for us growing up. Mm. It was normal for us. That's true. Um, and then you had, and then I mean, if you even go even deeper, what about the cute girl that called you? Mm. You know what I mean? You had to change your tone. You had to tra- change your smoothness. You know, you tried to relate to to that girl by how you talked, and you know, you know, you might even messed around and, 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 and had some poetry in there. Man. You, you had to study up and, and to connect. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that I feel like we're, we're missing is we're learning, we're, we're finding all these different ways to communicate, but we're not connecting. We have this false sense of being connected and it's, and it's, well, I just, I feel like we have to, we have to do better at, at increasing that. That's why look at, look at the, the, the kids these days that they, some of them, they just, it's, it's, it's like they're, they speak how they te- how they text. There's fragmented sentences. Yeah. You're, they they don't look you in the eye. 
<laughs> but you're like, what? Are you an alien? <laughs> you know what's going on, man? I Tell do me how you feel. Working with kid, younger kids, yeah. no emotion. Like the the emotion is just is is just like gone. It's like you're literally talking to a shell. And I know that these kids have more in them, but they're being programmed through technology because our brain wants stimulation and we just have something in front of them all the time. So are you saying you want to bring the house phone back? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, <laughs> I'm saying we got to respect the technology, man. I'm not saying to leave technology because we need it. I believe that, like you said before, it's an, it's advancing us. But look, there was a there was this example that I was, I was looking at. It said that, uh, this was on ASAP Science, um, said that the average person uses 4.7 hours a day looking at their phone. Man, you came with some facts, my brother. 4.7 hours. So that's like five hours out of your day on your phone hearing that. Yep. Now your brain is like programmed to where if you hear that, you have to respond. It's almost like it's almost like it bothers you. I mean, come on. You feel it me? It does bother you. When, you. when you have something, you know it's there, mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, you could be having the most greatest time with your family and you just uh, hold on I, I, I just gotta check this I'll be right back mm-hmm. oh man now you gotta go check the and I mean this is all marketing this is pro we're, we're being programmed to take our lives and, 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 and use so much of it in, in, in technology so I think we gotta we gotta do better and then I was I was checking out this other thing about um, it was on BI science about reading and staying up late when you stay up late on your reading on your phone, mm-hmm. how horrible that is for your sleep. What actually happens? There's some some, some crazy stuff that's happening. Is actually um, when you're on your phone and you look at that blue light, mm-hmm. you're actually um, it's actually stopping the release of melatonin, which is what helps you to go into a deep sleep. So I everybody out that. there, yeah. everybody out there. Stop! If you want to go to sleep, stop checking your phone. Like, have a certain time that you're gonna you're gonna stop that because it's crazy, man. Yeah, I I, uh, I noticed that. And one thing I do is I just turn down the brightness all the way down. Like if okay. I'm in my in my room in my bed, um, I just turn it down if I'm checking something. Um, and also, I noticed that if I was on my phone like reading or just doing whatever on social media, whatever, mm-hmm. like past 12, 1230, you, like you said, that melatonin doesn't get released. I didn't know what was happening, but I, you get that second win. You can't go to sleep. You can't, you can't. And so, <laughs> and so now, all right, yeah. I'm up till two thirty, knowing I got, knowing my alarm is going to go off at five thirty. Right. But I'm up till two thirty Cause I got my second win for whatever reason, even though I was just tired an hour ago when I laid down, but I wanted to scroll on Instagram. I wanted to scroll on Facebook. And now I'm wide awake. Yeah. So, yeah, man. And it's not good. You're, I think you're in the. Cause I've known you for a long time, and I'm, I'm like, ever since I've known you as an adult, you have not slept. Like you're literally a vampire. <laughs> you sleep like two to three hours a night sometimes, bro. And be like, yeah, man, I, I slept for two, three hours and I was fine. I think, I think, I think you're one of those kind of vampires that that can actually. First of all, it's like call me a vampire. <laughs> I'm a man. Okay, okay. You're 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 one of those kind of dudes. I think that might be that exception that they can go off five hours of sleep. Oh but, man! But that's what I did last. I felt so good this morning, oh bro. I went to bed maybe twelve thirty ish. Probably fell asleep around one. I got up at six. Felt so good. I hadn't slept. 
five hour. I, Cause I don't sleep. You're right. I don't sleep during the week. I only sleep on the weekend. So during, <laughs> so during the week, and he said he's not a vampire. <laughs> so during the week, I get three and a half to four hours of sleep oh per God. night. If I get, five, I just realized if, if five is like my magic number. If I get five, five and a half hours of sleep during the week on a weekday, man, I feel like a brand new man in the morning. It's amazing. Man, the average. That, that we're supposed to get is seven to nine hours and it actually talks about that's excessive uh, in that same bi science by this guy named dr dan siegel he said he said that what happens is when we're able to get that seven to nine hours of sleep our uh, our brain um, is able to rest and these things called glial cells actually clean out the toxins from from the neurons in our brain so mm. basically we have these deposits of of um, toxins that, that, that go into our body and our brains. And these glial cells, when we go into that deep sleep that we need, it cleans out our brain so that the next day we're refocused, we have energy, we have uh, we can have memory retention, all those different things. Hmm. But when you don't, it's the opposite. So that's why you get up and you can't remember nothing when you're working. You, you, you're, um, it feels like you're spinning in circles when you're reading. All those different things are I happening. I think my man. glial cells regenerate at five hours, bro. I think uh, you might be that five percent, but ninety-five percent, ninety-five percent of people need seven to nine hours, bro. And you might be that. I'm the, the I'm the type of person if I get too much sleep, it's a bad thing. Like if I get eight hours, if I get eight hours of sleep. I can't get up and be productive. Mm. Mm. Like I noticed that, and it, it doesn't last. That's why it's only during the week. Cause on the weekend I have to, my body has to. It, my body will just take the sleep. Like I was supposed to work, go to work on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I could not wake up. I couldn't do it. <laughs> like my alarm went off. My body. I could not get out of bed. Like I, I wanted to go to work. Like I, I need to get this money. You know what I mean? I probably I know how much money I could have made on Saturday if I would have went in with the overtime, just extra commission. But I was just like, I can't do it, and I had to call in mm-hmm. because I was so sleep deprived during the week. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but uh, but you were saying how your body just it almost like it wouldn't function it wouldn't. unless it got that sleep. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. but 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 what I was saying is. So like during the week, I noticed that if I, if I don't get that deep sleep, cause like that deep sleep, when I wake up after a deep sleep, my body is just lethargic, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if I don't get that deep sleep, I can wake up and go quicker. Mm-hmm. Cause I never got into that deep, like heavy feeling sleep. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm not a morning person. So it's, it's an advantage for me not to get deep sleep so I can get up and go in the morning. Because if I, if I do get that deep sleep and my body is fully rested, it's hard for me to get going. See, there's a, I think there's also a difference, and I was looking at this, and I'm not an expert, but there's, I believe that there's a difference between the deep sleep and the necessary sleep. So there's like a necessary amount of sleep that you're supposed to have for your body to function correctly the next day. Then there's, um, ex, there's a point in your sleep to where after you've got those necessary hours to where if you go past that, you can actually still feel tired and non-productive. And I think that's what you're talking about is like that going past a certain level of sleep and you just feel like you can't even, you know, move like you're, you know, you're, you're actually tired and groggy and all mm-hmm. those kind of things. So, I'm you know, I'm not a sleep expert, but what I, what I would say is that 
if when we're talking about technology though and how much that changes I, I was every night I've been basically looking at my phone and seeing how many different kinds of uh, things that I might have for the next day and that could keep me up for an extra hour just my mind going from all the things that I'm gonna do because I'm I'm excited about the next day you know you know me e, like we're we're actually you know we're going after our goals and dreams and you know uh, but that phone you know reading on my phone and looking at different things it just and it creates that anxiety you ever get that anxiety feeling sometimes when you when you're just you almost feel like something is unsettled yeah yeah I feel that from time to time and that because you're trying to keep up with everything mm-hmm. and then I know with me it's like and I get I get anxiety anxiety when I'm on my phone I'm trying to keep up with everything that's going on something catches my attention and then I lose focus and forget what I was the original, the original thing that you was doing <laughs> yeah and I was like oh man man what was I what was I working on like I just forgot what what was that and then I just get nervous like man I just missed my opportunity because I get mad at myself because I just messed up my focus on what I was really trying to do mm-hmm. and then sometimes it comes back and you remember sometimes it doesn't but yeah, it's just like information overload. And then like, how many times have you went into social media? Just You just wanted to go really quick just to check one thing. Oh, yeah. And then you YouTube for like 35 minutes on. Exactly. That's why, <laughs> you know, I'm. my son thinks something wrong. He's like, Daddy, every time you go to the bathroom, be in there for like 30 minutes. It's <laughs> like, well, most of that is I'm on my phone. <laughs> like, let's be real. We're all... We're all doing a lot of YouTube and uh and Instagram and whatever social media when you're dropping a deuce. I mean that's that's what that's what happens. So, <laughs> man, but but I, I'm just I just I'm, I really man I, I mean I'm old fashioned a little bit, but I just feel like we have to bring back um, we have to bring back some of that old school communication. We do. I mean, luckily for you and I, we're married. So mm-hmm. we don't have to deal with the new communication as far as how dating is set up. Right. And people just not talking on the phone, Man. not even necessarily having to go out and meet up face to face. Talk like, about remember, that. Can you because I, I, I and I don't want to offend anybody, but talk about I, I like to hear because I I never could understand how you could go from seeing somebody's picture a couple of times to just having this communication and then you just build this amazing relationship. I, I know it works, but it I, works I just, for some people. I, 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 but I don't, I don't know how, I don't know because I, I haven't lived that. Yeah. And so you just yeah. hear about it. Yeah. You see it. You see the show catfish on MTV too, <laughs> Yes. you know? So there's that yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, as far as like the picture, I think it's, it's easier to fall for the picture because the picture is always like the best possible right. angle right like right. you know your your favorite outfit that makes your body look a certain type of way right you know so all of that so it's easy to to see that best possible look for that person mm-hmm. and be like oh man they look okay mm-hmm. but then you see them in person and, the, and the body language is different they You're voice disappointed sometimes the, the voice too, don't right? sound the voice don't match the face <laughs> The head looked bigger in person. Right. Oh, like, why is your neck so long? You know, so you, it's just certain things that, that they would notice, like, in person. So, um, 
I don't know, man. I just, but I just hear a lot of stories about, especially I've been on, you know, whatever, on Facebook or something. Somebody's like, all right, if you gonna just text me, that's not enough. You need to talk to me. If you want to date me, you need to call me on the phone. And like, you know, I'm, I'm playing the voice out right. of what I'm reading on Facebook, but I'm just like, I see so many of those posts of women that are single and still dating, you know, in their thirties and their frustrations with today's dating scene. And if I got to do another profile for another website, I'm so tired of this. Why can't I just, you know? And so, um, there's, there is, I think there's obviously like a lost art of communication when it comes to that, when it comes to intimacy, intimacy, getting to know each other. You're losing a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, people aren't getting to know each other in person. Like people aren't going, I don't know if they are going out like that, but it seems like they're not, you just on, you just at home. And you're you're on Tinder or you're on whatever <laughs> whatever whatever new thing you're on Christian Mingle. I don't know. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's how you're prospecting as opposed to actually going out and doing things. Um, I don't know. That's that's from what I what I observe. But we really need somebody who's living that life to be able to right give us to really a, speak on that. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but but the point is, there's just certain things that you can't duplicate. You can't replicate. You can't. Um, you can't. Um, there's no replacing, you know, having that conver- having conversations with your son where you, where you 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 grab him and you sit him on your lap and you tell him, you know, this is what this is, son, and you know, and and um, he laughs at you, at how you look and and you just have those conversations without even saying anything. Sometimes where you're just looking at each other, and you know, you might roughhouse with them or you might push them around a little bit, and he. And he just, you know, said, I love you, Dad. You know, those kind of things, we're missing that. We're missing some of those things. And I, and I really believe that because technology is so convenient, I think that's part of it, mm-hmm. is because it's so convenient. It's right there. Um, it, 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 it allows you not to use your left hand. If, we, if you, any of you guys play basketball, you know, a lot of things that you have to work on is, is your, your, weak, your weaknesses in your left hand and uh technology has allowed many of us not to use our left hand and it's it's hurting us in the long run i mean i will say that i see a lot of girls that text with both hands so i don't know that might be <laughs> that might be debunking uh, man you know what i'm talking about e, we're talking about bro if you got a t-mobile sidekick that flips up bro you you text him with both hands because it's kind of big I'm not talking about the hands that we use, man. I'm talking about working on our weaknesses, man. We're talking about weaknesses, work not 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 being able to understand body if, language. But look, and tone. but also, so that's that's one way to look at it. But there's also another way to look at it, which is there are some people who back in our day who didn't have this technology outlet. Mm-hmm. They couldn't approach people because they just had that anxiety, or they were just super shy. So now technology, some people express themselves better via text or via writing as opposed mm-hmm. to talking mm-hmm. they might have a speech impediment or they just they're not comfortable not confident in talking or whatever or in their own i don't know they may not be comfortable with their own appearance so they would rather just text or slide into the dm and give them some type of eloquent pre-prepared 
whatever message. Well, the letter was always there. I mean, Abraham Lincoln is one of those guys that wrote the best letters ever. I mean, you 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 hear you hear some of those. But but think it, about it's, it. All right, so, it's so now, on top so now, of. So now we're back top. to letters. That's what I'm saying. I think all this stuff is going to be cyclical. So we used to write letters, right? You had to wait for the letter to show up in the mail. You read the letter, and then you write it again. Blah blah blah. And then what happened? I bet you somebody back in in. 20, 30 Not years ago, Go ahead. I would say back in your day, because you, <laughs> you sound like Grandpa uh, Solomon right now, but but back in your day or back in our parents' day, was like, see, man, back in my day, we used to write letters. Now, you can just call somebody on the phone and don't nobody write no letters, and we don't got to write no more, and these kids don't know nothing about no patience, you know? So it's like, it's I feel like it's a cyclical argument. What you're arguing is, it's, it, it is practical what you're saying as far as talking, but also... The future is the future. Change is going to happen. So the change is here. The technology is here and it's not going, it's not regressing whatsoever. Right. So I feel like we have to make the most of the technology and use it to the best of our ability to be as effective as possible. But we can't romanticize what we did growing up and expect our kids to be able to have those values because they don't have that reality and they never will now or not say they never will but that, that's just not their reality now if things change i think i think things will be cyclical so we went from writing and then we talked on the phone that's all we did was talk we stopped writing and now we're writing we again stop. we didn't stop writing writing was, was, was still there no, writing no, but no, it was no 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 writing was always there people still pass notes people still did that but it was a tool and what i'm saying is i'm not saying that we we should eliminate the tool but we have to realize that a tool is is used for a certain job you can't use the same tool for everything there's a guy i, I know um that uh John Maxwell, I don't know if you ever ever hear, heard about him, but yeah. he talks about the the hammer principle, and he says that certain people that use the hammer principle, they the reason why they can't communicate correctly is because they think everybody is a nail. They 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 always use that harsh, heavy, um, uh, that harsh, heavy um, way of of speaking or acting in order to um, even when the problem is super small. And so what I think is that we have to stop using one tool in your toolbox. You have to you have to use all your tools in your toolbox and you need to know which tool is used for what uh, application. And if you only have technology, you, you don't understand the other tools in the toolbox and you don't understand how important these other tools are. And so like when you're trying to get a job and you got kids that are our age and, 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 and younger, I'd say more millennials, um, You're a millennial. Uh, I think we're closer than. Uh, I, I remember we talked about this before, but you are um, eighty-two and after. Um, Let's go. But <laughs> but the point is that we we need to work on some of these tools. We need to work on um, interpersonal skills, body language. How do you connect with people? I think some of the one of the biggest things is uh, that I learn about is empathy. How do you communicate with people? Well, you have to start coming at them uh, or not coming at them communicating with them from their point of view thinking how they would want to be spoken to learning how to listen better active listening talk less all these different kinds of things um seeing other people's worldview and understanding how 
their culture and how they grew up and their perspective is going to influence how they speak and how they communicate. And I think that a lot of that is being taken away because you're not having as many person-to-person interactions. You're not having as many of those things. You're just having, hey, I'll see you in a little bit. Cool. LOL. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, you're getting, you're and people are just relying on the tool and they're not getting that foundation. And if you don't get that foundation, I really believe that in the next, you know, 15, 20 years is some of the older, uh, you know, the um, older generations start to die off. And we have these kids that are, that aren't really kids, but they're, you know, young adults that aren't able to communicate. They're going to be running the world. <laughs> and so, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to um, grow in that world where communication has changed so much to where, you know, even looking at somebody, you can't tell what's going on inside of them. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I think there's, so there's two things I want to speak to on that. Okay. Um, The toolbox part. Mm Mm-hmm. There's another way you can look at that. Some would say you don't have to use the whole toolbox. You are who you are. And so you should be the best person you should be. You don't focus on your weaknesses. You focus on your strengths. Forget your weaknesses. Why focus on something that you're not good at? Just be the ultimate best of whatever you are. So if you're a screwdriver, be the best screwdriver of all time. If you're a hammer, be the cleanest, smoothest hammer and strongest hammer of all time. You don't, mm, I mean, I don't would you, would you, would you tell, that. would you tell Eric Thomas to stop yelling? <laughs> See, would you, would you tell, uh, would you tell you Cardi B not, not to twerk? Stop, bro. Stop. Would you tell Colin Kaepernick to stay in the pocket, my brother? <laughs> No, have we not Dude. seen that? Uh, you no. gotta let people be who they are, man. You gotta be the best you can be. RG three try to be a pocket passer. He's not a pocket passer. I agree with you, Scam on, Newton, man. Uh, oh, you gotta stay in the pocket. I'm with man. you only on the fact that you said that you gotta play to your strengths, but this is totally <laughs> not applicable at all in this in this in this situation, man. We're not talking. We're talking about no, but look, but like, what's apples here? A little bit, a little bit. I'm being facetious a little bit. Um, but also, we can't we can't expect this new generation to be like us. It's not gonna oh, happen. Yeah, I wouldn't expect. They're not gonna to have me. the same skill set as us. They're not gonna tell stories the way that we do. They're not going to communicate the way that we do because they're coming up in a different time. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, well, what happens when this new generation, they don't know how to you know, empathize as well, well they're, they're going to have to work on that. I think over with age and with time, that'll come. But this whole, so these new leaders. Why would it come though? I would ask. Why? I, it, why came, something... it came for us. I bet you just, I bet you our parents and our aunts and uncles said the same thing about us. Because that was their limited vantage point of us at that time as they knew us. Because they wrote letters and we talked on the phone. Right? They they had to cook their food and we had microwaves. We had fast food. They didn't. So they, they said the same things about us that we're saying about these younger kids that have the technology and everything is faster than what we got it. And so whatever technology is going on right now, 
with these kids that are teenagers and in their mm-hmm. 20s, mm-hmm. the next generation is going to have it even more convenient and faster than them. So they're going to talk about, oh, back in my day, we had to wait for a text message. The new generation, they're going to have a chip in their brain. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Yeah. So our generation, we watch DVDs. This generation, they just hit Netflix and watch all the movies. The next generation, we had cable. The next generation ain't going to be no cable. Like, everything is going to progress. And so everybody's going to have a back in my day. And everybody's going to have, well, we had to do this. But mm-hmm. y'all get to do that. So, I mean, this this generation doesn't have to be like us. Granted, what you're saying about the communication skills, I agree. I mean, there's, it's very valuable in life, in business, in relationships. Yes, for sure. But also, let's not be, or you can be whoever you want, but let's not be the back of my day guy. Well, how do we, so how do we communicate this to people without being the back of my day guy? Well, I I'm not the back of my day guy. I'm the I'm the <laughs> we have to we have to realize when our foundations are being um, torn away and what areas we need to still improve on while while technology continues to grow. Mm-hmm. So yes, technology is moving us forward in certain ways, but it's also moving us backward in others. And when I see that, I believe that we have to have a active mentality in 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 um in correcting because sometimes when you grow fast you you get you get fast growth and you get the these kind of you know exponential growth and when everything is going well you never question your processes you never question you know is it you know my why you just you're just so excited about the progress you're so excited about the results that you don't really question it just like you talked about you know the microwave versus the being able to cook but now you you you, people are realizing (laughs) oh shoot the microwave has so and so um so many different yeah so now people are going back to cooking but let me finish though so 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 now it's like they realize that you know the the microwave as when you're processing certain foods and it, it has some cancer causing things within within um the 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 kinds of wear that you use to to microwave and that's a development that happened over you know some years but now because we're growing so fast i don't, I don't think we're taking as much time and i think some people are some people are conscious and they're saying hey you know we understand technology is moving fast, but let's have some discipline. You know, let's let's close our phones up, you know, a couple hours before we before we go to sleep. Let's make sure that even if we email that we go and make sure that we get up out of our seat at work. <laughs> Cuz I mean even we talk about the impacts on our bodies and our backs and our hands and carpal tunnel and all these different things that are happening because of our quote <laughs> progressiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to we have to moderate. We have to have some discipline, and we have to start letting. Um, I, I, at least in my opinion, I believe that we have to start um, realizing what's beneficial. Because when you look at success, and you look at the people that are most successful that I see, and that, then when I read about success books, their strengths are community. One of their strengths usually is communication in some form. 
they've been able to articulate or communicate a vision. They're able to get people and resources together. They're able to communicate. Now, I don't think that you should not email anymore. I think that you should email. I think that you should um, use social media. But I think that you have to be able to hone those other tools in that toolbox so that you can be complete and so that you can be able to um, um, to relate to people on a deeper level. I think that's the piece that's missing. I think that intimate level, that person to person, you know, when psychologists talk about how much a person needs physical contact, even a baby, you know, if, if a baby is left alone, the, the types of um, mental and, and, and physical stress that that actually does on a person when they don't have human interaction. And you can't have this pseudo interaction replace that intimate um, that intimate action that we have and not have some kind of consequence. And I'm seeing, and we're starting to see some of that research coming out where you're seeing the consequences, the no sleep, the, the anxiety, the inability for kids to be able to study um, or, 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 or be by themselves. They feel like something is wrong without, with having some time to think. And so how is that translating? Well, I believe it's translating in the inability for people to have new ideas. You have the same movies all the time. You have a terror movie, a scary movie, and you have the romantic comedy. You're not having the same creativity, I, I believe, because um, a, as a society, we're, we're, we, we feel like we can't be by ourselves. I think that that, that inability to be able to do that is hurting us, man. I, I, yeah, I do agree with, with that part as far as, uh, you know, kids not being able to study i can't i can't study you know like it's hard to tear yourself away from from your phone because you're always there's something like you said it's always buzzing or something you have a question and so you want to google it right <laughs> you know like you're reading something i'll be reading something that'll be a word like oh what's the definition of uh whatever you know whatever word it is and so you go google it and then you check your instagram you know um but the the need to focus i think that'll never go away mm-hmm. so what does a phone do it it takes focus away you know whatever you're trying to do it creates a distraction easily mm-hmm. and so that will always be something that's necessary so um yeah i'm 100 percent with you on that like the need to be able to develop that skill of focusing on one task mm-hmm. without being distracted by technology Mm-hmm. And so there is there is a need for that type of development and that type of teaching, honestly. Definitely, man. I, I believe that too, man. And, I mean, look at our look at uh look at spell check. <laughs> how many people what about can't it? Uh, now because of spell check? How many people <laughs> can't can't spell when they look at a word? They're like, oh my I goodness! Know, I used man. to be able to spell, but but spell. I see people's status updates and i don't think spell check is working bro. <laughs> i don't think it matters because like, because the it's not even spell check is not even an issue it's just like grammar because for some reason um women is singular now like i'm a strong black woman i'm like they spell it w-o-m-e-n i'm like oh my god what are you doing <laughs> like trying to make a point but you your punctuation your grammar ain't correct you know what i mean yeah um, but no, I, I feel you, man. Like, uh, 
We have got to make a change. <laughs> we got I, 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 I wondered. I wondered how my son's generation is going to be like with all this technology. Like, man, are they going to teach them to write in school, or are they just going to go straight to typing and man, you know, being on an iPad because they got iPads in first grade and all that. Um, but they do teach writing and math. We had like you know, Mavis Beacon, man. What do we what do we have that? Oh, we, for typing? Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> clean. I, we that had was fun. Oregon Trail and uh Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, man. Technology has changed a lot. And I and I'm you know, I But it, it helped I, us I'm, though. I'm, it, helped I, it did. Us. I think that, you know, tech technology has advanced us in ways, you know, as far as different different things in healthcare and the ability to be able to have convenience. I, you know, I like the fact that, you know, I can go to a bank and I have to wait in a long line and I can just do certain things. And, you know, I, I think that's great. That's a great, these are great tools. But I think it's, it's all cyclical, man. Like the things that we worry about, I think they probably won't even be an issue. Hmm. Um, but the, the, the real, I think the real issue is kind of what we were talking about at first. People just allowing the technology to consume them in a way right where they're missing out on the basics of life like mm-hmm. general safety mm-hmm. like stop talking on the phone when, when you're driving, driving. <laughs> like use either a bluetooth or your your headphones like don't you don't talk on the phone with your hand to your ear or, or, or not at all though because even even with uh when we're talking about that um the stats the stats show that when you're actually on your phone, just being on your phone, mm-hmm. you um, you cut down your peripheral vision. So just by you being on your phone, uh, part of your peripheral vision is being impaired. Mm. So even if you you are on your Bluetooth or whatever, you're cutting down a percentage of your reaction time because you're not going to be able to see. Um, on top of that, if you're texting. You can decrease your um, you can decrease your peripheral vision by a tenth of its normal rate. So that's why we we were talking about that in the very Use beginning. Use your peripherals. Yeah, you, you, I mean you're like Use your peripherals. Your brain is is being <laughs> shut down, man. You're not using you're not using all your senses. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel you, bro. We gotta been, figure I, out. I've had some good fortune, you know, because uh, I'm not gonna lie. So I don't text and drive. Yeah. But but I got my headphones in too, you know. So mm-hmm. like I drive so much because I'm commuting from here to Hillsboro. Yeah. I gotta be on my. I gotta get stuff done while I'm driving, and I'm gonna be. But I got my headphones in, so I feel like I'm I'm good. Well, you know, listening to music, and we talked before we had so many issues with cell phone. There there was things talking on the news about listening to music in your phone, right? I mean, I mean, while you're driving. while you're driving, that's that's an impairment, right? Yeah. Right, which is true. There, there, you know, certain senses it's, are it's being been, taken taken it's away. It's been stated that listening to loud rap music <laughs> uh, <laughs> impairs your your cognitive judgment. You know, I'm sure they have you can find a study for anything. You know what I mean? But it's true. I mean, it, it, when you have when you're listening to something, when you're doing two things at once, exactly. But exactly, it's not, it's not the worst thing. Anymore. But talking, I think <laughs> you were, just, you know, keep going. What you're gonna just say? Not, when you do two things at once, when you do two, two things at you're once, you're bad at both. <laughs> not necessarily. I can yeah. talk and drive on the phone as long as I got my headphones on. I'm good. Now, if I got my hand up to my ear and I'm driving one hand, that it does restrict your vision because your hand is up to your ear and you can't see because your hand is right there. But 
when I, I, my peripherals is good. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Like, my peripherals is probably top notch. I'm, I'm not, e, you know. E, you just told me, and this is, this is, it, you told me before, bro, that you had to wear glasses because of screen time, right? At work. Right. I wear glasses at Boom. work. Message. <laughs> What's that have to do with me driving? It's technology. You're on your you, you, the amount of screen time is messing up your irises, man. Man, you talking about my irises? You talking about peri- my peripherals, bro? My our back. Remember we were talking about our back pain? Yes. Where does that come from? Sitting in the chair all day, sitting at your desk. But what are we doing while we're sitting at our chair? At our chair? What are we we're looking working. at? Working. No, no. What? Are, how are we working? You can what see are we it. looking at? Okay, we're looking at computers for sure. <laughs> yeah. But look, the computer is not the devil, man. Come on, I'm man. not saying it is, man. Come on, I'm man. just saying we need to. You, you, we, you're we, low-key back in my day, guy. Bro. No. Back, <laughs> back in my day, we didn't we didn't look at no computer. We looked at a typewriter. That's that's what we did. You know, our, yeah. our heads was down. Your heads is up. So, therefore, you know. <laughs> man, no, it's just, it's just weird. We're, 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 all these things that you suffer from that we're suffering from is <laughs> stemming it's technology's from technology's fault. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'd rather, rather, rather be technology <laughs> than uh, uh, whip to my back. How about that? Yeah, damn, you went, you went, <laughs> <laughs> you went kind of deep. Hey, man, for you, all our viewers, that was not, look, no, no, for real, man. Like, we can't, you know, we can't get too down on everything. I, I get it though. We, we don't want to have technology run our ruin lives. us, run our lives. I mean, it does run our life. We can't, that's, and that's what I'm saying. It does run our life. Whether we want to acknowledge it or not, it does. Everything that we do is technologically based. Unless you're a fisherman <laughs> or... <laughs> no, even if you're a fisherman, there's technology in that too. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think of a, of a field that doesn't require technology for the recording. Well, you got to record your data on something. I mean, technology is everywhere, bro. That's... that's Life. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, but even before but look, the, the even before the computer, there was always technology. Technology isn't just a computer. Like yeah, technology it's, it's was something. So before it was a we pulley. Just, so we just exactly. Yeah. So you know. we we, we got to adjust. Like we could be working in a coal mine. You know how, how about that technology? Like we breathing <laughs> in all that sulfur in our lungs, and now we all got cancer at 42. So I mean, it, this is this is a good problem to have. All of this stuff is correctable. Yeah. And then when. Our generation dies at the age of 65 because we all have brain cancer because we all had our phones next to our <laughs> I'm bed. Not dying. Don't put that on me. I'm just, I'm just saying, but you know, some things happen. Like there are certain norms in society, and then everybody does something a certain way. Right. Oh, everybody drank diet cola in 1990 and 2000, and, and now everybody and now everybody smoked cigarettes back in the day. Like yeah. certain things are acceptable until we find out that it's killing us, and then we'll stop. It. And then we stop. So you know. When people are no people are not gonna be on their phone because we're all gonna have brain cancer, <laughs> and so and the next generation is like, all right, we're not using no phones no more. We're gonna be talking. We're gonna be writing letters. We're gonna do everything that we can do mm-hmm. to keep a device away from our head. How did they not know that was stupid? The way the same way we talk about people smoking cigarettes, that's dumb. You can tell that it stinks. You're you're coughing like you can't do any exercise. Why mm-hmm. would you do? Why would you think that's okay? Right. They're gonna say the same thing about phones, and then all this. Technology, virtual reality, all that stuff that people are going to be doing, they're going to stop. They're going to stop all that stuff, and they're mm-hmm. going to go from all this advanced electronics to your head to what we're doing right now, just talking. And this is going to be valued again. So I think everything is cyclical. You um, think it's going to come back around? I think it's going to come back around. It, it just comes back around in, in a different form. 
everything is the same it just comes back around in a different form so uh, the things that we kind of stress out about and worry about now it's just going to take a different form and it's going to be a, the next generation's job to re reconstruct it or you know reverse engineer it to make it better for them you know and not let it overtake them you know that's how i see it but can i can i say my final thought you got it my final thought is with anything that with anything in advancement you have to know the strengths and weaknesses of that particular thing and you have to know no doubt um you have to have some kind of discipline in what you're in w when you use it and how you use it i'm not one of those people that, that thinks that we shouldn't use it i think that it's a tool to be used um uh, but with a certain respect and as we're seeing these different chronic ailments that are coming out from <laughs> us doing these different things from impaired vision to you know us being our society changing and where we're always hunched over over a over a desk to the fact that some of our kids can't you know um communicate um in person and things like that i think we we just have to have a certain respect for it we have to have respect for communication we have to understand how the system is working uh you, you know when i listen to different kinds of people that are successful in my opinion i see that they have they know their strengths their weaknesses and they also like you said before they do play to their strengths but they know when to use something and when to stop it they don't have that they're not so they're not so consumed with one way of doing things that they can't adjust and adapt so like you said we do have to adapt but we're also going to have to make sure that we put some limits and some guidelines on how much technology we use and when we and when we do use it yeah i feel you uh adaptation is is key um and we just have to know our limits and we have to know when to unplug um mm -hmm. i was reading an article where it was talking about not keeping your phone in your bedroom mm. at night just to be able to not be stressed out worrying about anything that you don't need to worry about just go to sleep mm -hmm. and set your regular alarm your regular alarm <laughs> clock like how about that you know <laughs> so uh there's just certain things that we can do to not be so consumed consumed by the technology by the phone by whatever you got next to your bed you know um because going back to what you were saying earlier we need to sleep we need uninterrupted sleep that's key to your brain refreshing and but your brain is like your it's like your our phone is an extension of our brain right now man and we don't know how to wow, function yeah. without it because if you think about it we don't even use our own memory anymore Wow. And everything is in the phone. Yeah. Like, I don't, we don't memorize phone numbers anymore. <laughs> the phone is, a, is, is an I extension of my brain. Too. <laughs> the phone is an extension of my brain. Like, I don't need to memorize anything. My, I have all of my knowledge stored. Like, I know your number because I used to memorize all my friends' numbers. So I know your number, like Deshaun, uh, my parents' number. Um, you know, I know certain people's phone numbers. To this day, people that haven't changed their number, but everything else is 
in my phone and that's an extension of my brain you know mm-hmm. so yeah man it's a uh, we just we just have to re- reclaim using our brain for what it was intended for and not letting the phone do all the work mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. it's even though it's convenient mm-hmm. so I agree with that too yeah yeah man so yeah, bro. Uh, any any other final thoughts, or that's that's all you want to say about that? I think that's. I think you wrapped it up with that, man. I I think that we did a good job of really kind of talking about some of those things. I would I would just give one tip, just that I that I've learned as far as communication mm-hmm. is be empathetic to people, and you will connect with people when you're empathetic. When you start to look at things from other people's perspectives and their value systems and their viewpoints, you'll be able to connect with them. And so, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, man, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Appreciate y'all for listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Next week, um, like I said, I have, actually I have two episodes that I might be releasing next week. If not one, it might be two. So stay tuned. I got more content. Very good conversations coming y'all way. Appreciate y'all. God bless. Front page editorial. No editors. No editing. No meddling. Just transparency. Transparently. All praise due to the chief. Source credited. That's etiquette. Yes, good news. That good news. I'm evidence. I gave you the truest me, my truest speech true and deep from the loosest leaves of my loose leaf my flaws and all see i'm fragile but by grace i am choosing peace over losing sleep and i must say these sandals fit quite nicely over these cool release nike sacks birkenstocks oh what a faux pas unmasked unabashed unashamed uh, hear the voice set up unacclaimed yeah hear the voice set up unacclaimed maybe that's a taboo maybe it's a fad but maybe just in fact i was used to wearing bad shoes uh. Nike socks, Birkenstocks, oh what a faux pas, unmasked, unabashed, unashamed, uh, hit a voice set up unacclaimed, yeah, hit a voice set up unacclaimed, maybe.